You're listening to Literally, the podcast where you literally get a complete behind the scenes peek at a one-on-one business coaching relationship and the transformation that unfolds over the course of six months. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach and the founder of A Lit Up Life. These are recordings of actual coaching sessions with one of my clients where you get to experience her journey right along with her and gain insight into building your own lit up life and the business that you desire. Hi guys, we are back yet again. I feel like we did one, didn't do another one together for a year. And now we're like, here's another one. (laughs) Back to back to back to back. I hope you like hearing us talk together. We are back together. We are uh, recording this episode that is going to go on both of our podcasts. So it'll be on Julia's podcast, Wait, What the Fuck? It will be on mine, which is literally. And basically we just wanted to have another behind the scenes conversation. It kind of only felt fair since Julia has let me poke and prod her for so many that she got to ask me some questions that I had to answer this time. I think it kind of came up because you were asking me a couple questions about the partnership. And then we were like, oh, why don't we share this more? Yeah. And then so many people have been asking different things that you can you know, answer as a client. So I'm really excited to yes. do this and to get to share. And you guys know if we're together and we're chatting, we are always keeping it very, very real and telling you all of the details as much as humanly possible. So we will do the same here. Yeah. And it came about because I was asking around like the mindset of how do you hold some of both like receiving the big payments and the fluctuations between it. And we've also had conversations about me at different points being like, oh my God, I'm really paying this much. And how do I do this? And, you know, always like being able to hold space for your clients to like have their experience of a, like sometimes very quickly growing coaching expense, even if the income's obviously going with it. And so I think there's so many cool perspectives. And then the other thing I've noticed as well, and I'm sure you have, is now that you've made a million dollars off profit sharing, everyone wants to do profit sharing. And so we want to just have an honest conversation of like, is there a better model and how do you choose and the transparency? And again, bringing that mindset piece into it, because there's something so unique about the level of space Lacey has to hold for her own income and then her clients as well, because we directly impact her. Yeah. Um, so if Lacey were to be like, Julia, you need to take off for three months and like, just like shut your business down. Like she's basically losing all her income um, from one, a big stream like that, but then making how to make the right choices. And so we just thought there were so many interesting dynamics that we could cover and um, also fun to let me finally grill Lacey a little bit since she has um, stripped me down and <laughs> you guys have heard everything about my cha- my challenges and my my stuff, yes. you know, growing my business. And I think it's so cool for everyone to see you now too, because you've done something so incredible. Oh, thank you. And yes, if you haven't um, listened to those episodes of our behind the scenes with Julia, we'll link those up too, because those are must yes. listens. Can't miss. So good. <laughs> it's only like five, five or six hours of your life. I think there's four total, but there's two new ones um, about how I scaled to $2.5 million in the last three years together. Um, which also means now I pay Lacey 20,000 motherfucking dollars a month, which is just bonkers, but I can, we'll talk about how I stomach that and how it actually is the best thing ever. Um, and yeah, how she also, how I paid her a lot of money for many months to just help me focus on dating yeah. <laughs> and barely even talked about the business. So we want to talk about why I stayed with Lacey as I was scaling versus jumping ship for someone that would be significantly cheaper or coming back to her later or something like that. hundred percent. That's a question I get asked a lot is like, 
why, why would clients stay with you when like the, you know, coaching payment obviously vastly increases. And so I feel like I can definitely answer that, but I think like you answering that yeah. here too is really helpful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I have some interesting things. Well, okay. I'm like, let's just start there. Since we're there and we'll just jump yeah, yeah, yeah. around mm-hmm. and we'll say all the things. Um, but yeah, I think it's so interesting of having watched, you know, I literally started with Lacey and probably for the first, I think six to nine months made nothing or maybe up to a couple thousand dollars, which is you know, 10% of that is a few hundred. So I was maybe yeah. playing Lacey under 2K for the first year together. Um, and or a little under maybe, that. Like, maybe way less for the first six months. Yeah, mm-hmm. way less. Like yeah, yeah, just, yeah. 12, just 12.50. And then I started making money and I started making money really fast. Like I think in nine months into working together, I had my first 10K month, but then after that, it was like 10, 15, 25, 30, 50, 70, 90. Yeah. And we just kept going really fast. I published all the numbers. If anyone wants to actually see them, I'd, I'm making things up, um, but it was fast. <laughs> and so Ball also hard. part of that was being able to like, be like, oh my God, what I thought was this amount is even if it's growing proportional to my income, it starts to you know, feel a certain way at some levels to like write a checkout to somebody for more than you've ever paid for coaching. Yep. And it wasn't like you opted into that. Like you have to pay it because you made it. So it's not like I signed up to work with Lacey and I'm like, okay, I'll pay 20 K a month. I know she can like scale me to multi-million, blah, blah, blah. It's like, Oh, remember when you signed up at 1250 and now you have to pay me 20 K a month. Yeah. Because Uh, most people are I think anyway, most people like the idea of it initially because it seems like, well, it's a deal for, for them because like, if they're not making a lot and it's a win, win, but, but don't get me wrong though. Most people in the industry that are making what I'm making still aren't paying their coaches 20 grand a month. Like they might be paying like 5k 8500 maybe 10 to 15 but yeah yeah Yeah. it kind of depends on where you're at obviously and what level like where you start investing from but to go to from like paying 1250 a month two and a half years ago to now paying 20k a month is no joke right and it takes mindset work to be able to do that and to stay in it and i think something too that's cool is like being able to have those transparent conversations with you like i've brought it to lacy every time that i was like i want to renew but i also just need some help stomaching how much i'm paying you know <laughs> like i've never written a human a check for this and then done it the next month and the next month <laughs> yeah <laughs> i even made a totally. joke one time i was like when i make my million dollar month and i'm paying you 800 what was it? 830,000 or 83,000 that month? 83,000. 83,000. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, I kind of like expect you to live in my closet. And, like, I own you. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, actually, I think I would just like live in your closet. Yeah. We like, ha- like, I mean, like- it needs to be a nice closet, but like I'm down, but I'm curious from your side, like, what is that like to hold when I, I'm sure I'm not the only client that's had to have this conversation with you, but like, what is that like on your side to be able to be like, oh, my clients are like processing this thing. And how do I like hold them in? You know, they're this payment going up significantly, even if again, it's justified, it's 10% of the revenue, it's only up because we're making money, but it's still like a fuck ton of money to pay a human. I think what's been really helpful to me is I had to detach from that a long time ago to be able to run this model. You know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. Like I have to detach what serves like my income best from what serves my clients the best. So I feel like I have this like super healthy sense of detachment there. 
Um, because like you already have to have it no matter what, like you don't want to try to be like having a client launch when it would be like best for your monthly income. You want them to launch yeah. when it's best for them. Or like, like Julia just get, said earlier, like I would never want to be telling a client not to take time off because I wanted that revenue or something like that. So I feel like in a sense for me, I've, I've already practiced that so much that by the time someone's bringing to me, like holy shit, like now I'm paying you X amount. It's I'm way more detached to hold space for that because I've already had so much practice around that. And I just get it too. Like I get both sides of it. Like not only do you need space to process that, I have to have space to process like what it's like to let someone pay you <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that much per month. So I think there's just like a deep understanding of that too, where I'm like, it would be weird if you never brought that to me. Of course you have to process that. You know? Yeah, totally. Can yeah, I ask you? I always, a, oh, yeah. No, you go first because mine's going to take us on a slight. Okay. Tangent. I was going to say, and because I always want the exchange to feel good. So if there was ever a time where it didn't, like, it would be so important to me that we were talking about that versus like it almost feeling like, well, that's your job to process separately or something. Like, no, that's like exactly what this space is for. Yeah. And I think you guys have heard on some of my behind the scenes where it's like, why I think I've gotten results so quickly is because I bring everything to Lacey and I just like lay it on the table. I'm like, I'm feeling this way about this in my business or this is, but same thing here in our dynamic and not even just around payments. Like we've had conversations where I'm like, I have questions about how you operated here. Or like, I have questions about how I showed up in this dynamic. Is this like weird or whatever? Mm -hmm. And so just like you really modeling that across that whole spectrum, but that it still shows up. And so I think too, for people listening is helpful. Like it, it might sound like no big deal to her, but it sounds like in the beginning, you had to work through that a lot. And so if you're thinking about a profit share model, you have to be willing to do that work to detach completely and show up in some of those really difficult conversations where like clients are literally questioning, not like your worth, but still like the work you guys are doing together and to be able to hold that conversation in a way that's like, I'm here for you. You and I both talk about this a lot, but this is why I'm so obsessed with like, normalizing clients having objections and normalizing holding space for that yeah. conversation and not being like, ew, if you have an objjection, like you're not the right fit or like you're not a premium client or my clients whatever. only want to like pay me 20 K without question and discernment. It's like, what? Right. No. Like that is not the game I want to play at all. Like I'm trying to play the game of like, I'm here for the human for whatever comes up, you know? And so I think there's this fallacy sometimes where it's like, oh my God, well, if you have a client that's like making all this money, they would never have a money objection. And it's like, not that you're really having a money objection, but kind of, you're like, this is still yeah. a lot of money regardless. I want to have someone to, like, I need someone to hold space for me to talk about that. And so Julia's 10% might be 20K, but maybe someone else's 20% is like the 1500 that your program costs or whatever. Either way, there is processing related to that. and like it's such a gift to be able to hold that for them without taking it personally, as opposed to making it so personal and so like offensive, you know, like I don't find it offensive at all. Yeah. It's just the nature of basically like, you're like, I'll choose this model because it really works for me. And here's something that comes with it. Just like anyone else that's coaching on anything is like, there's just always the stuff that comes with whatever you're doing. And so I think it's just helpful to hear that. Yep. Um, and then from my side of like, 
just being able to pay that over to, and I just got to the point where it's 20, but like I've been at a six figure months for over a year. So I oh, paid yeah. her at t- anywhere from 10 to 20,000 a month, plus the base rate of 1250 for the last year. And so, um, you know, and sometimes it's like, there are moments where I'm like, Hey, assist my personal assistant, Jenny, like, can you pay this for me? I just like, don't want to do the mindset right now to pay a $15,000 paycheck this mm-hmm. week. And I, and letting that be okay too. And it's mm-hmm. like, sure. She, she's still going to get paid. I'm happy to get paid. And like, I'm going to stay on as a client and like, it doesn't, it almost like I just minimized it by making it not a big deal. Yeah. Um, which sometimes can be really helpful. I don't feel like it's like bypassy. It's just being able to manage knowing that I'm growing really fast and which are the things I want to give my energy and my mindset to when like, I'm going to pay you anyways, I'm happy to, and I'm not going anywhere. So like, who cares? Yes, totally. And I think it's also like nice because we're so transparent with each other. So you've shared that with me even too. Like we even just had this conversation today where you had just paid like a really big month and I was going to like message you when it came through and be like, (laughs) amazing or whatever. And then I was like, actually, I think Jenny paid it. So I'm not going to like, maybe you don't want to process that right now. And so there's just like mutual transparency and mutual respect there where it's not like you have to be excited about it and paying yourself every time, no matter what, or I'm fucking offended. Like no, you get to be in your own process around it. And like all is well. Yeah. So on that front, like, I guess I have, I have two questions I want to ask of like, how does it feel for you to receive so such like a rapidly growing rate from a lot of your clients, right? Yeah. It's not just me. There's many people that are like at this level and have grown far and fast with Lacey. Um, answer that first. And then I have another question for you. I think like what I decided a long time ago when I, when I did like chose this model was that this feels like the best way for me to receive money in my business. And so I think I've just really held fast to that belief. Like I feel like one of my most core business beliefs at this point is that making money when my clients make money is the yeah. best feeling to me. And I feel like, you know, I've just literally engaged that belief for four plus years now. <laughs> yeah. Right. So many times, right. Cause you have many clients paying you every month. So you just have to Yeah. So I feel like I've just really taken in this like belief or truth for myself that this is the way it feels best for me to receive money. And so, um, that's what I always try to come back to when I'm like, Oh my God, someone's paying me $20,000 this month or whatever. Yeah. I have to come back to this idea of like, and that feels like the best and most in integrity way for me to personally make and receive money is that I know it's based on something like I supported them to create and a result that they're having and stuff like that. So, I mean, I try to, Abraham Hicks says this thing where they say like, it's just as easy to manifest a castle as it is a button. Mm -hmm. And I try to like, think about that with the percentage thing sometimes where it's like, someone is giving me 10% of their revenue either way, whether their revenue is really high yeah, or low, like there, it's still like a really like amazing thing either way that they're giving me 10%. So I think I try to like normalize that piece too. Like it was just as much of a stretch for you in some ways to give me whatever. The oh yeah. It was almost like hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like from going from like 1250 a month to then paying like, Oh my God, I'm doubling. Whereas now it's just like, okay, whatever. I make a lot of money. It's like, 
it more stings of like, it's just the uh, sheer amount of money. It's not like I'm going to miss it or notice it or any of the things. And it doesn't change my bottom line and my, my like take home and profit because we know what we built into it. It's just like, oh my God, sometimes when I do math, I'm like, oh my God, I pay someone a quarter of a million dollar salary if this is like the level I stay at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then being like, okay, but then easily also for me to be able to come back into, but what are the benefits of that? And if I were to go to a different coach that was cheaper, what's the actual cost of that as well? Just like, you know, if the thought's going to cross your mind as a business owner of like, yep. here are my expenses, <laughs> right? And so to be able to be like, yeah, but nobody knows me like Lacey and we have such a history. And so that's where to like, for the last year, I really focused on building my relationship. And we had a lot of sessions that were just about dating, which of course had a lot of crossover with everything we worked in, in the business, because she knows my limiting beliefs. She knew all the things. And so I was happy to be like, well, if I do have a business thing, I can ask you in two seconds in base camp or wherever, and you're going to be able to answer. And you're going to be able to help me with dating stuff. One, because you fucking love it, psychopath. And <laughs> Lacey secretly is a matchmaker. <laughs> like Yenta or whatever they're called. She's like here, here to marry off all her clients. Uh, she just genuinely wants people to be happy. Um, but like, yeah, and it just, it felt so easy, but I think that's just worth saying as well is it's not that I don't question it. I never have and think about renewing at a certain point, but then it's like, as a business owner, you have to have the wisdom to be able to say like, but there's a cost of this. That's not just the dollar saved. And that would just never fucking make sense. And I think a lot of your clients feel the same way. And again, like we love you, but it's not like it doesn't ever cross your mind that you could pay someone less. The thing that's so important to me, like, I mean, like to my core, it's so important. I can't even like say it is like, I want every single one of my clients to be paying me because they know they love the support, not because they believe they need it. Oh my God. A hundred percent. And like, that's why, like when, when someone says, Oh, I question it or I think about it or whatever. I'm like, good. It would be so fucked if you weren't like, please Please think about it sometimes. Like even like, um, me capping the percentage at 20,000, was me thinking about that. Do you know what I mean? And saying like, there is a cap to this level of exchange and stuff like that. And so I think it's just really important that that's something you celebrate in your clients. I feel like there is this thing that happens in our industry where we think like, you know, the, the right clients or the best ones would never question, would never think about it, would never add up the cost, would never and I think it's the exact opposite. Like I am in so much joy with so many of the clients I get to work with and the work I get to do because I know they're there because they want to be like, I know Julia is a smart businesswoman and like gets the cost benefit analysis of this. And she's here because she wants to be. And it's why it feels so juicy for us to work together. Where if it felt like you felt like you needed me to be successful. And so you were kind of begrudgingly paying that because you needed me. That's when it would get so fucking icky. Right. It's almost just like, it just feels good to have you in my business and I'll pay what it takes to do that. And I mean, I think that should be for anyone, whether it's profit sharing or not, right. It's like, you never need a coach, but you want to pay because it feels good and they know you really well. And it's that cost benefit analysis. Like you should be doing that, but it doesn't mean you, only ever ditch a coach to save money, (laughs) which I think some people tend to want to do. They're like, oh, I got what I came here to get. 
And like, I'm just going to go somewhere else now to save dollars. Whereas like I save so much time, like I almost saved myself 20 K a month in time that I don't have to explain shit to anyone. Like I could just say one thing to Lacey and she's like, remember this time we did this and like, Oh, this might be showing up here for you. And we've moved through it in under five minutes. That is so valuable to me as a busy CEO or like, actually I'm not even busy. I like to be not busy CEO. And so it's like, I want to be able to have that type of support in my pocket as well. And so when I look at it, it's like very easy for me to be like, oh, absolutely. Like, cause the last thing I want to do is pay someone 5k or 8k or 10k a month, but have to spend an hour fucking explaining something to them. Well, we're creating problems that aren't problems, which I think is really easy to do if you move yeah. all the time to different things, because it's like, you know, it could be easy for like, Julia, we've talked about this, so I can say it. Um, Julia has a tendency to be a little bit avoidant sometimes. <laughs> Julia is extremely avoidant. <laughs> Read as extreme avoidance. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, we we know your pattern. We know that so well. But like, say you went to someone else and they just weren't accustomed to that yet or whatever. Yeah. And so they could be like, well, maybe your problem is this, or maybe it seems like it's this, or maybe it's that. And you'd be like exploring 35 facets to like, get to the thing. And so sometimes it can make you create more problems, which I think our industry is almost predicated on help making people think they have all of these problems. And I feel like our work is like almost like distilling them down to like, you kind of have one or two really core mindset things that we're always going to keep coming back to. And that's, in my opinion, that's most people. It's not that most of us have three thousand different top layer uh, things to solve. And I think that's what can happen too, is when you're moving from program to program or person to person, it can feel like there's always this new problem that maybe isn't one. (laughs) Perhaps. Yeah. Or like, again, if you just stayed with the person and like had that deeper level of intimacy and commitment inside a container could have gotten worked through and caught a lot sooner, which again is so valuable to you, whether you are busy or you don't want to be busy. Like time is your most precious resource. Money, we can make more of that all fucking day long. And Lacey definitely will help you do that. But like, but that to me, I think is such, such a big benefit of having you there and how I justified and felt really good paying you the entire year when there was like just literally months at a time where we, like even today we got to the, we literally spent 59 <laughs> minutes of like talking shit about buying a house and relationships. And then she's like, so how's your business? And I was like, you be quiet. We now have to record a podcast. <laughs> moving on. But that's like how a lot of the conversations are. And then listen, if I forgot a business thing, like I'll be able to like jump in base camp and be like, Oh yeah. And should I post like this? Or should I like have my team do this thing or this thing? Right. Mm -hmm. And just have her quickly make a snap decision versus like, and again, I can talk about all those other things with my business coach, because everything that got in my way of growing my business is the same thing that's coming up for me. When I talk about going deeper in my relationship, committing to a 30 year fucking mortgage, which hello, avoided kind of my worst fucking nightmare, right? <laughs> like all of those things, but Lace just knows that. And so I think too, sometimes we can tend to be like, oh my God, I can't believe like I'm paying my business coach to talk about dating. And I can't believe I'm bringing this thing about my mom to them or whatever that is. And I think that's something you and I both really value is that you're still a full fucking person. And the stuff that's getting in the area in the way in one area is in every area. And so in that sense too, it's just like so worth it. And we're both like happy to be available for our clients to talk about 
not the business and not make it wrong as the coach, which I think is really important. Like, does that ever come up for you where like, we do have those sessions where you're like, Oh my God, do I have to like, is it really this chill that I like, didn't even have to talk about business today with my clients? Like, does that ever fuck with your mindset? I feel like (laughs) you're going to agree with this. I really, really, really like get off on like finding the pattern and the thing. And so I almost don't care what we're talking about because I love like the shit under it. You know what I mean? So I feel like you could like bring me like, you know, can you help me pick out wallpaper samples today? And I would be like, Ooh, I can't wait to look at what this, like what comes up here. Right. Like why why Julia can't trust and just decide and like think that like, (laughs) Okay. So I literally do have wallpaper behind me for those who can't see. And it's like, it's like dark black and green and leafy and it's so beautiful, but it's honestly the dumbest thing I could have done to like put a black background behind my body where it's like black hair and usually wearing black and like I melt into it, but it's like, these are the things Lacey can tell you. I used to obsess over and I'm like, what if I make the wrong decision? And who, I think it was when you did your first season of literally, is that with Monica? And it was like the pink, should I paint the wall pink or should I paint it red or whatever? Like it's that, but it's like to be able to be like, why doesn't my client trust themselves? And why can't they let like, be like, well, I would just get more money and like redo the wallpaper if I hated it. Like Lacey, like just literally gets off on that shit. And it's taught me to, to like take that perspective and be able to be like, oh, this is like, we can just talk about anything. Cause it's always about like you as the core human yes. inside of all of it. One of my clients the other day, she like came to our call and she was like, okay, I have like, I have like a little bit of a confession I need to make. And I was like, <laughs> all right. And she was like, I almost signed up for another mastermind and like, just was going to let our contract run out. And I was like, okay, like, that's totally cool. Like, does that feel better for you? Like, tell me what's coming up. And she was like, honestly, it just would feel so good not to have someone that knew all my shit for a minute. And I just was having a really hard week. And like, I knew that you were going to call me out on XX and X and like, it would have been yes. like, it felt so good to just be able to like tap out and be like, no, yeah. just tell me like what, how many bullet points I should have in my like email or whatever. And I was like, that totally makes sense. Like, you know, it, it really, it really needs to be from a place that just feels so, so good to you. Like, so I want you to stay from that place, but it also makes sense that you want to tap out of that sometimes yeah. that you don't want the person that's like, but remember this thing from two years ago and how this is a pattern. And like, so I think it's like, I, I just want to like give credit to, to, to that client to you and to whatever yeah. is because it does take a lot to sit in the same container with the person <laughs> who does know you that well. And yeah. I just want to flee from that sometimes as my sweet avoidant self. It's like, I think about it sometimes too, as like, uh, like it, when people get into like a fight with their partner, it's like easy to be like, I just wish I was single. I wish I was just like, go back to like dating or whatever, where I don't have to deal with this. But it's like, yes, your trade-off there is like, you either keep going back to like fleeing when it gets hard and intimate or you stay in it and just know that that like sometimes has to happen for you to have the end result that you want of like this depth and this beautiful container and someone who can save you time because they know you. But on those moments where you're like, I hope you don't see me like, uh, you know, like we just have to remember those things. But thank you for saying that because I think it's like so important too for anyone listening. If like you get tempted to go buy other things or leave your coach really being able to ask yourself that question too, like 
am I avoiding intimacy and depth here? And what's the trade-off and cost of that? Cause you know, like we've, it's tempting for all of us. Like who wants to look at their shit when you could just go pick this shiny object or get in a group coaching container where like you can hide for a little and, but also being able to say to your coach, like, Hey, like I need you to take it easy on me for a second. Cause like in two seconds from like losing it. Totally. Or like, you know, this is like, it is really intimate, you know, like this is feeling like a high level of intimacy for me. And it's like taking a lot for me to sit in that. Like, what can we do for that? As opposed to it being like, oh, what I do is like, I avoid or I tap out or I go do that other thing. Yeah, totally. Uh, Okay. My tangential is question, but like someone asked me this the other day when we were talking about profit sharing with you, Uh, do you ever think about like, oh my God, I could just have like three clients, like keep your top three paying clients and work three hours a week and like make 60 K or something. Like, I don't know. Does it ever like occur to you? Um, I mean, I think it's certainly occurred to me for sure. Like I, but what I always come back to, and I feel like I sound so ridiculous saying this, but it's just true. I just really like this. Like, I don't know what I, I would you're like doing more. Yeah, like, totally. I, I, you know, like when I have, um, my baby and stuff like that, like I'm, I think I will probably take somewhat fewer clients for sure. But like, I just think about like, what do I want the context of my day in life to be like a lot? And like, I just can't imagine loving something a whole lot more than I love this. And I think if you're my client, you probably know that. Like, you know that like, I am so excited to be on our call. I'm probably more excited than you are quite honestly. Like, Yes. And um, she was like, please, please, please like find a way to message me stuff while I'm on maternity right. leave. Like I can't not be coaching. Like I had a feeling that was your answer. Like she would not know what to do with herself if right. she only worked three hours a day and everyone has like their own number there. But it's, I think it's so good to see, like, that's always a, such a good pulse check of yeah. like, is this really for me? And I feel like there's people when they think about profit share or whatever, they're like, oh, well, if I just got like a few good clients, I could scale the shit out of this. But like, you should be doing it because you love what you're doing. And the model just allows you to scale the way you like to work. Like they just refuses to have a course, which I think is absurd, but it just, she knows how she likes working. Right. And had to find a business model that could scale with that. And I think that's to me, such a good indicator. Whereas I feel like a lot of us are like, well, I'll just raise the price. So I only get clients that I love or like, and it's like, you have to love the whole everything of it. Exactly. And like, also just to be like super transparent, like I am like a, actually you, you and I are both very similar in this. Like I'm actually a really relatively lazy human. Otherwise, like if I wasn't doing this, I fucking guarantee you, I would just be like watching TV and books. So it's like, when I'm like thinking about the context of my day and being like, do I want to watch more TV or do I want to like do this call that I like literally am like fucking lit up and excited about, you know, like I I really like reality TV, but I don't like it that much, you know? So like at a certain point, it's not going to be that fun to spend 10 hours a day watching TV. It's more like a treat because you know, you worked really hard and like showed up for your clients and held great space. And I'm the same way as like, I sometimes I'm like, Oh, I always like, I think my tendency is again, I'm avoided. So I would like to have nothing on my calendar. And I cry to Lacey all the time. I'm like, there's so many things. And she's like, you're barely working. I was like, you're right. I'm like barely working. But like the fact there's like a good calendar to me, like an ideal schedule to me is nothing on my calendar, but it's when I'm the most unproductive. It was when I was the most depressed. It was when I hired you and I was just like, so fucking frozen. I hated it. And so it's also like, 
good to kind of just hear us talk about. It's like, you can have the feelings and the thoughts or whatever, but then like, you have to ask yourself, like, what really would make you happy there at the end of the day? Or people are like, Julia, like, do you ever think about retiring at like 40? I'm like, what the fuck would I do with my life? Like, I love what I do. Why would I do that? Yeah, totally. Like, I think that, um, there's, there's a way in which like, I almost have to, my work is the opposite. Thank God I have Megan who's like very beautiful at helping (laughs) me with this, but my work is like not just taking on more and more clients because I just like enjoy it. And I'm like, you're so fun. I would love to work with you. This would be so fun. Like I have to just fucking stop sometimes. So that's where my work is. I've, I've done a lot of work around this recently leading up to thinking about becoming a mama and like all of that stuff. And I've like really had to be like, this is going to be, have to be a little bit different. Like we don't say yes, just because (laughs) we want to talk to someone (laughs) or whatever. And so like that, you know, that is almost more my edge, honestly, than, than the opposite. Yeah, totally. So like kind of on that note, one of the questions we wanted to cover, like, do you think it's better to have set prices or profit sharing? And like, I think you won't be surprised by our answers here, but I wanted to kind of talk it out. Yep. Um, because I think that question is starting to come up where it looks really glamorous now to have profit sharing or to also like have hundred K clients, but just talking about the honest trade-offs. Um, so kind of what's your thought there? I mean, I, I feel like I want to be such an advocate for like profit sharing is not the answer to, to most things, to be honest. Like there's a reason that most of my clients don't do that. Um, so we can talk about that. Um, but no, I don't think there's, I, I don't think it's better. I really don't. Like, I think that it is better for lacy sites. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I think there are so many things that I've had to work through for it. I think that the thing that has been such a gift in my life, like this could make me cry, but like, this makes me work every single one of my edges and all of my shit. Like I picked the perfect slash most non-perfect thing for me. Do you know? Like, yes, um, I'm a control freak and this is like all the letting go and surrender I could possibly do. But like, it, that's why it works for me because it challenges me so much and it's so helpful, but that wouldn't be true for everyone. And, and nor do most people want to run the model. I am of being on a lot of calls all day and stuff like that. So I think that right. like, it just really flat out doesn't make sense for a lot of people, a lot of personalities, a lot of, um, you know, business desires. And that's okay too. That doesn't like, I I think all business models in my opinion are relatively neutral. Yeah. It's just that like when we put it with like the human and their life and their desires, then they become like better or worse. And so I think this idea that like one business model is better than the other, just like you just hold these two up and then one is better than the other. Like that is literally not a thing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And I think there's so many things in our industry where it's like the best business model is one where you work less than this many hours a week. And the best one is where you can scale infinite potential with group programs. And like the best is this and this and this. And the best is like what just fucking turns you on and then figuring out how to scale it and then figuring out how to like work the shit out of it. And I think that's something we've both done is like 
my model hasn't really changed since the beginning. I like a little bit of everything. I'm like non-committal. Like, can we get some one-on-ones? Can we get some groups? Can we get some this? Can we get some that? And you're like, I know what I like and I only want to do that. And I want to figure out how to make the most money and have the best schedule doing those things. And I think you're so good at helping your clients really see that. Because it's not like I, I have one profit sharing client and I think I like tried it, but it's like, I can see why I would never do that model. <laughs> like yep. it just, yep. if I had what Lacey had, I'd be like, that wouldn't work for me. And if she had what I had, we wouldn't have scaled the way that we did because they weren't the right ones for us. And so just remembering that. And I think like the other thing too, that I kind of want to touch on is how much you practice this before you made this your entire business. And I see that kind of starting to crop up a little bit in some of the conversations in my communities is just like, Oh, I'm just going to do this. But Lacey had a full practice. Lacey was making like 20 K a month. I think at the time, at least before you decided to fully move. Um, And so I'm just like curious, can you bring us back? I know it's like a while ago for you, but like back to just like thinking about how am I going to test this and not just let yourself jump right into something? Yeah. So this has been a, like my whole business model for the last three years. This has been a part of my business model for the last five. Yeah. So So two years, two two years years she practiced y'all. Yeah. And, and the way I did it was in, in a variety of ways, but like I had two years under my belt of being certain that I was ready to make this transition before I did it. And I am so grateful for that because it is the only reason this worked, honestly. Yeah. (laughs) Is because I hadn't had built enough faith and evidence by that point that I felt really confident when I made that transition. But if I had tried to do it five years ago, instead of three, I honestly think I would have stopped. Yeah. Like, cause I, I think one thing you said to me when we were talking about doing the podcast where you're like, I'm such a masochist. I like fucking get off on like the, like not knowing and like kind of like the fluctuations and all of that. Yep. And I think back then you would have been too much of a control freak that totally. like you would not have had fun with it. You would have been like, this is miserable. I'd rather like poke my eyeballs. Out. I completely agree. Like I had, I almost had to like grow into the person I needed to be to hold this model. Yeah. And it took me about two years to do that. Y'all like it really did. Like, yeah. um, there was a lot of letting go and my business was still so new that it would have been too stressful. Like once I did it three years in, and like you said, I had made consistent 20 K months. Like I knew I could pay my team. I knew I had money in the bank. Like that is what felt safer taking this leap. Yeah. As opposed to if it had been in that first year when I didn't have enough evidence built up of my, I mean, I had a successful first year, right. But it, it, it not in the same way of like feeling like, okay, this is repeatable. I can do this, that kind of stuff. Um, and it was really important for me to get that. And I had enough, I think probably by the time I fully transitioned my business, I would say I've probably worked with nine, um, no, it had to be even more than that. Let's say between because you were and like 14. taking two. Yeah, you were taking like two per partnership round, right? And sometimes even a couple more. <laughs> so probably between because duh, that's my personality, right? Between nine <laughs> yeah, exactly. and fourteen um, people had gone through like this process. They did it without a base rate, so that's and that was something I learned from it that I didn't want to yeah. have a full business model. So I've considered that for quite yes. a while is like, would I do a full business model without a base rate? And I just decided like that stretches my edges to the point of like activation all the time. Do you know what I mean? It's like, then you're in trauma response. You're not in edges. Like we love good edge, but we don't like a dysregulated nervous system where you're like, 
what if everyone doesn't pay this month, like can't pay anything this month, that would just feel so fucking shitty. Or like say your top three producing clients left, and then you have to fill three more in at zero that might statistically be there for a few months. Like that's just not a very scalable and good business model yep. at the and end of the day. So I love that you like saw that. I had team at that point too. So yeah, it wasn't you pay just them. about me. It was like about like, right. Or can I even guarantee these other people something, you know? Um, so yeah, that, that helped having, you know, again, between whatever it was like nine to 14 partnership clients that didn't pay that. Now, a lot of them end up paying me a lot of money, but the, the lack of like planning that could happen there, it just didn't make sense long-term. So I'm really glad I tested it because I was able to say, wow, even when someone's paying me, whatever, 15K from this partnership, the lack of just knowing that 1250 was coming in didn't make it worth it. <laughs> yes. Right? Mm. Yeah, it, but it's so good to see because I think that's another thing too is especially like in my spaces where it's like pussy-based business or more like feminine where you're like, we just go on intuition. If I have an idea, I just run with it. But that's where sometimes like having <laughs> the wisdom to be like, let me test something like, yeah, it was a great idea that you thought to do this in an industry where no one was doing this. And it's like commonplace in other industries to be like, oh, wait, like when you win, I win. Let's try this. But then to to let yourself really see that through without going there, I just think it's like so good. It's such a good takeaway for all of us, too, is like try something before you pivot your entire business and then hate it. And something else I want to say there is like I so agree with the like listen to your gut and run with it. But I think we take that the wrong way. And we mean that it has to be this big sweeping change. Like yes. I had a gut idea and I ran with it. And I think I talk about this, but like I had the idea in a bathtub and it was like up and running within three days, basically. Cause they didn't want to talk myself out of it. But like the test was up and running and yeah. not <laughs> the whole business yes. model changing. And I think that's where we get confused in our industry is it feels like all or nothing. And it's like, by all means, listen to your gut, run with it quickly, run with it, you know, yep. as fast as possible. Don't let someone talk you out of it. And if what you're running with is an, an entire pivot to a, a, your whole business and your whole life or whatever, like that might be where we're tipping the skill to too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. And knowing like what you can handle and all of those things. And I think yep. too, even just like on a, such a almost smaller scale, but I think for a lot of people, it's like, okay, like I sold a few one-on-ones, like now let me go try a group program instead of like yep. something Lacey really pushed me on that. I was so glad in retrospect is like, she didn't just let me fill my one-on-one. She's like, now you go waitlist that bitch. And now you go like, take all the overflow from that and turn it into the next thing so that you know that you could always turn around and sell one-on-one before you go build out the mastermind or the next course. And I see a lot of people run themselves into walls, yeah. both financially and just energetically in their business because they like, before they mastered something and, and gave themselves enough of a secure base and foundation, they tried to take on the next thing. And I think that can be so fucking taxing in our business businesses to then be like, but I like, don't even know if I like tried the group thing and it failed, or I just didn't like it that you can't turn around and then be like, but I reliably know this one thing does work for me. And I think like, I like that you had that and you were like, oh, and if I don't like profit share, we'll just go back to what I was doing. And I can either like raise my rates or figure out something there, but you knew how to sell, you knew how to waitlist a one-on-one, like you knew 
all of those different pieces. And then it gave you space to play with something that was a lot riskier. I think that's the perfect way to say it, right? Like I created a lot of certainty in other ways so that I could handle the uncertainty of this new thing. And I think that that's your, your spot on what most people don't do is they just have everything in uncertainty. It's so hard. And it is, it is so tough on your body. It is so tough on your nervous system. It is so tough on your mindset. Like I felt so secure in that because I had sold out my one-on-one at that base rate so many times that, you know, I just knew we'd be okay. Right. Like your team could just put up the post for you at that point and you would sell out and then just like fill spots. Whereas something else, you're like, I don't know, are people going to sign up for this? How much do they even pay me? Is it scalable? Like, do I even like it? Is it too stressful? Something else I want to share, which is like a little bit of a tangent, but since we're talking about testing is I also tested group programs for a little bit so that Mm I, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just avoiding it to avoid it, but was truly not doing it because it really was not the right thing. And I think I launched three times, three or four times. What programs did you have? I remember Um, show up to blow up with Megan. Yep. Megan and I I think did that once or twice. And then I had value center sales as like an actual. Oh, as a bigger program. Yeah. Program. Yeah. For at least two rounds, maybe three. It's also good to see like Lacey has a million dollar business. And has had offers that she's retired. She's had offers that she's tried out. You have a tried and true thing around one-on-one and, and just remembering to it. Even I was listening to happy thoughts. If you guys don't know, she also has, or had a business with her best friend, Sarah, and they recently closed it and made the, I think it was the third to last episode where you announced it. It was so helpful to hear that conversation too, where you were like, but this business isn't profitable, but it doesn't mean shit about my other business where we are wildly profitable. And just like, I think that's such seasoned, mature business advice there. And and whether it's within your like lit up (laughs) everything in this container where you tested one thing or another one, it's like being able to just be like, this is what works for me. And this is what feels good. And at a certain point, it feels so good. I want to do more or it doesn't feel good and don't want to do it anymore. And I think just like really modeling that and you have it like so down in a body that you can hold it for your clients as well, which is awesome. And it's so like, I just don't think there's anything more important. And I know you can say this too, because like when you had the thing where you had like, whatever, you know, all the freedom and you didn't have the clients in the schedule of like, you know, in some ways, like your, your avoidance loved that <laughs> you weren't doing the thing you loved and you like your no. happiness level and your fulfillment level and all of that was just so different. And like, for me, like I can run a group program, but my happiness level fulfillment level was drastically different when I was doing, um, the one-on-one, you know? And so sometimes it's not even about like, what could, what could work or what's not working. Like, I think our last round of value scenario sales, we had like I don't know, 45 people in it or something. So it wasn't like it wasn't. It's very successful. Yeah. It's like a great launch, you know, like I'm not pissed about that by any means, but like, I just didn't like, I was maybe like a five when I was doing that. And I was like a 10 when I was doing something else. And Mm. so letting that be enough of a reason, because it's what makes up the context of your day in your life. Like, I feel like I'm like the happiest person I know. And it has nothing to do with making a million dollars. And is that everything to do yeah. with the fact that like, I picked the thing I loved. 
you know? Yeah. And you've said that from the beginning. So you both like worked that mindset, but as soon as something didn't feel true with that core belief, you were able to very quickly be like, okay, let me move away from that. And when something felt better and better, you could like move toward that, which I think is so awesome. Yep. And that's why when people are like, well, should I go flat rate or partnership? I'm like, I mean, again, it sounds like the cheesiest thing ever, but it's like, what do you love? What do you feel passionate about? What lights your soul on fire? Like, it doesn't mean there's not going to be hard shit that you have to deal with in that. But the, the reason it's so easy for me to deal with all the hard mindset stuff that comes with partnership is because I like it so much that it's worth it, you know? Yeah. And you also, one thing you said that was interesting, I think, and it kind of ties in is like, you really like taking people from the starting point and getting them to these higher levels. Like you get off on that. It's really fun for you to figure it out where some people just like fucking hate it. And so Mm -hmm. that might not be something that ever turned them on. So even within that knowing like, okay, well you might have clients, then your sweet spot is they come to you making like 20K or 10K or something, and you want to go to the next level, but you have to realize like you're not getting profit share on things they built before you. And can you be okay with that? Or do you want them to like come in investing at a set level because they can already? And so I think something like that too is so important to consider is like what, like what is your sweet spot? And sometimes it takes a minute to figure that out, yep. but you were able to whittle it down. And then that also makes profit share such an obvious thing. Cause you love intimacy. You love your clients staying for years. You love sitting with them through other things that are happening in life. Like none of that phases you. Whereas a lot of people either don't have that level of skill set and like self-intimacy to hold that or we just hate it. They like, yeah. I have clients that are like, ew, like three months. And like, I just want to be on to the next for whatever totally. reason, whether that's from a wound or not, like that just would never make sense. So like, why would you ever do a profit share with somebody? Like if you're trying to like move through clients versus I think the beauty of profit share for Lace is like her clients already were going to stay with her for years. And so like, if they're growing with you, like, how do you take advantage, not take advantage, you know, but like, how do you build that? Into you make your, that a smart model. Your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think that's something to, to consider for anyone listening. If you're like playing with that is like, if you've never had clients stay with you for years, that might be a reason to like, hold off or like decide, like, I'm only going to test one of these for years, one through two or three of my business. And here's the thing I really want to speak to. That does not make me a better coach. That does not validate me. That does not, like, I think there's this way where we think like people staying with us then now becomes this new, I I fucking hate this. People staying with us now becomes this new barometer for if we're Mm -hmm. good or not. Totally. That is not it either. Again, it's just my preference. Like if you came into my life and you looked at like what, like the relationships in my life, like my three closest friends I've had since uh, second grade, fifth grade and like college. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, that is just how I operate. It doesn't mean I have better friends than you or something like that. It's just like the lacy way of operating. And so I think that then people hear something like that and it becomes this way to like self-flagellate or whatever, where Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, well, I don't have clients that have stayed with me for three years. So obviously I'm not a good enough coach, but like maybe that isn't the model that ever makes sense for you or for them or like, so anyway, that just feels important to say, because what happens in this industry, I think is like, I feel like it would be so easy for me. And Julie and I talk about shit like this all the time, but like, it would be so easy for me to go out and be like, I made a million dollars off this model. My clients resign and stay with me for years. And like, I know all this shit that you don't come higher. Right. 
all I did was like know myself well enough to build a business that serves me. Like those aren't the right things. Those were the right things for me. Yeah, totally. And I think that's the thing to remember is like other people might not want to scale and have to deal with boyfriends instead of business. Or, you know, they might have like one, I think of some like sex coaches and different people. It's like, you might just have one specific objective. You love banging out that result. And then you want to move on to the next thing. And like, that's what works for you and turns you on. And so just remembering there's no better business model. There's no like nothing that we're doing that should make you feel good, bad, better, worse than whatever. And like, not that our brains won't go there, but just remembering is like the reason these work really well for both of us in two totally different styles is because we really like know that this is our way. And something too, I think, you know, like for me growing from day one with you is like you being able to say like, well, Julia, just try it. And if you don't like it, we can try something else, which I also think is so helpful here is like, we're not saying don't try profit share, but like try it knowing that like, it might not be your forever thing or like you don't do it for a few years. And then you try one of them all of a sudden. Cause something we said today, like struck a chord with you and you want to start testing it or whatever. But I think just remembering too, is like everything can change. You can test things, but it's got to work for you and feel really good for you and be thoughtful in that way. I feel like something we've joked about a little bit before, but it's so relevant here too. It's like, Julia, like loves to like be in lingerie on the internet. Like I truly cannot think of (laughs) anything worse potentially for me than that. Or like you want like a 20 hour work week. I really like a 40 hour work week. Like there's just like, there's these subtle nuances where like, we can just both be right. It can be so right to not show any, like your ass on the internet. And it can be so right to show your ass on the internet. And it can be so right to have a 40 hour work week. And it can be so right to have a 20 hour work week. And like, that's what we want to get across here. Like, is that it's like those both work. Those both got us million dollar businesses. Those both make us really happy people. And like, it doesn't have to look like that for each other. And that's what matters. It's like, you feel like you have the freedom to do what works for you and to be happy and change it at any time, but also never have to do that from someone else has the secret. And all of a sudden, because this worked for them, it has to work for you. Like, no, definitely not. I think our relationship is so beautiful because you don't believe I have a secret. (laughs) No. And she had to convince me of this for a little while where I was like, do you have it to someone? And it's so interesting too, because I think you get this a lot with like, I know for like with Sabs and with me, there's people who are like, I'm going to hire Lacey because she got Julia the results. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say you couldn't get them the results or whatever, but it's so interesting to be like, oh, somehow Lacey has a secret of how she gets her clients those results versus like Lacey just does what she loves to do. (laughs) And like, I don't know. I think it's so interesting. And I help them do what they love to do. And then that's what works. Yeah. Totally. And just remembering to, yeah, like nobody in this industry has a secret. Everyone hopefully is out here just figuring out what they love to do and how they can do more of it. Cause that's the beauty of having freedom here in this space that we have. It's like unregulated. There's no rule. So, um, if anything, just like hope it also is a big permission slip for you to try something or not, or stop doing something because it looks successful for someone else, but you fucking hate it. I remember like question too, like where people will be like, okay, yeah, but just like, what's the difference? Like, tell me like, what's the thing that insert X person is doing that I'm not doing? Like what's Julia doing that I'm not doing? And I I love your answer answer pisses everyone off, but it's so true. And I always say like, Julia would just never ask me that question. 
when she first told me this, I was like, oh my God, that is so fucking good (laughs) because it's so true. Like when I stopped asking that question, it really was when my business took off. Like I didn't care what anyone else was doing. I knew what I wanted to do was like, go try this, go try this, go do this, go do this, whatever. And like, they were just experiments back then, but still I had to stop thinking that like somebody else, Mm -hmm. someone else's way or whatever, whatever was like the thing. And so I think that's just so helpful for all of us to remember is like, we just, we stop asking those questions and we just put our head down and fucking figure out our way. And then we tweak it as we go. And that's what, what leads us to like, this is why clients can stay a really long time or why Julia has chosen to stay a really long time and like, you know, continue to pay the, the higher rate because it's so clear to her now that there's not something else that's this like secret or that someone else doesn't know. She gets that the point is having her greatness reflected to her and having her place to process and having her ability to like work on who she's being in any given situation. And I think like, to me, that's always the magic. And anytime someone's selling you something other than that, like it's, you're losing some of that magic. Like if you're like, I just need to know how this person did it and I'll just make myself do it that way. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but like, I don't know a lot of people that have gotten to seven figures doing that. No, (laughs) like most of them drop out, unfortunately. Right. Or they like burn through mentors because they're like, Oh, like it didn't work because like, it was never supposed to like my way is never supposed to work for you. Like even when, cause I do have a, one of my courses, I teach my launch methodology, but like, I'm also always like, I was going to tell you this on our coaching call, but I'll just say out in the podcast for whatever. I was like, I want to do like a turn on event. That's like how to burn down my model and still join my program. Yeah. Like the anti PPLM. Yeah. Cause I feel like that's, that's still the point is like, I will give you a framework, but I want you to like pimp it out and tweak it and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. There's some core parts of it that are very like principle to why it works so well, but like, Those are just even like- business principles. They're just marketing principles. Like you like, it literally have to talk about things a certain amount of times for people to buy things. Right. That's all that it's designed to do. But I just think it's so interesting. Cause again, I think it's like people like, Oh, it works so well because like her, it's her model or it's this way of doing it. And it's like, no, it's cause like, I like launching that way. (laughs) And I believe that it works and I've shown up and worked it into a process for that to be true. But there's so many other people in the industry launching one way or selling things one way and and it works for them too. And so I think like, thank you for always just being able to tell all of us, like, stop asking, Mm -hmm. (laughs) stop fucking thinking there's a secret because there's Mm -hmm. not, there's just not. And I know I can look at all my peers and like, we all do it differently. And that's the good, the good part of it, right? Like it'd be so boring if we didn't. Yep. And I feel like, you know, what, what is the thing? And I think what's so obvious, if you look at like, like, if you look at my clients and, and, you know, one-on-one or partnership that are like doing the big numbers and having the success, like they all look really different. They all brand different. They all like different messaging, whatever, but like what they all have in common and like the common denominator is that they're like in their own lane and they're working on like themselves and their stuff. They're not like trying to hack everyone else's thing, you know? Yeah. We're really not watching what, what each other are doing. And I feel like I know what's happening in the industry enough, but like not enough to like go copy someone or study anyone else's way. Like 
I think that's such a, a quick way to like get yourself into a trap is like, again, their way only worked for them because it was their way. Whereas I'd much rather tell you like, if like, I would rather eat like chalk or something than go on LinkedIn. But like, if that fucking <laughs> works for you, let's build you a LinkedIn strategy. Like I can't show my tits over there, but like you can say really beautiful things. And like, that might be your thing, but it, but just remembering is like, you can't look at me and, or Lacey or anyone else and just be like, okay, their way works because their way is better. So like, if you heard about the partnership and like something inside of you lit up because you're like, that could be the way for me. Like I love one-on-one. I'm so inspired by that. Like amazing. If you heard about the partnership and we're like lukewarm, but then heard that it helped me make major figures this year and then decided to start investigating it. Like that's, that's where you draw the line. That's where you got to practice discernment, you know? Yeah, totally. And just makes me think of all the little things in our business is like, you don't have to be on social media, but like social media is a great way to make money. But then within that you can do anything. There's no rules to the game. This is where I say like the algorithms don't apply. Like you don't have to make reels tomorrow to all of a sudden, like keep your business. (laughs) There's so many things. And so just also like bottom line, find you a mentor in the space where you feel like you can figure out what works for you and then just continue to like tweak and expand on that. And, and you know, the, the trap will be at every new level to think there's another secret every time. Like I, I think until seven figures, I think I gave it up. as like my million dollar gift to myself. I feel like you did. You totally did. <laughs> finally, you like, finally, okay, finally. I'm done now. But even so I'd be like, Lacey, what about like this mastermind? Or do you think I should be in the room with these type of people? And she's like, bitch, what the fuck? Like what you're doing is working. It's working extremely well. Just keep doing it. Like not to say you can, and they don't have good value. Yeah, like be in and whatever like, room you want, but don't be in it to like find this. Yes. Mm-hmm. And like teaching me to finally invest from that discernment of looking at people and be like, there's no secret. Like I can look at the best marketers online and be like, I'm not buying that. Like there's no secret. <laughs> Whereas other people are like, oh my God, they have the secret. I must buy everything. And it's like, nope. And then are almost perpetually disappointed by whatever they bought because. Or addicted to it because they think at some well, point the secret's true. fucking coming. I think a lot of us are like, oh I my God, the secret's coming. And my clients are always like, oh God, here comes Julia. She's going to tell me the same fucking thing again. How much yep. can I pay her to be a broken record? And I'm like, you're welcome. Yep. And but. I mean, that to me is where value comes in is when someone. Because it's in some ways, it's the easiest thing in the world to say, like, especially like when we've now made a lot of money or whatever, it's sometimes the easiest thing in the world to be like, there, there's literally a secret that I know that you don't know. And if you just pay me, I will tell it to you. And sometimes it's the hardest thing in the world to be like, I know it seems like there's a secret, but I fucking promise you there is not. And it's just that, you know, and so like, (laughs) there we're talking about how much money we leave on the table by not. By like refusing yeah. to tell you guys there's a secret. Cause if we turned around, we were like, oh my God, let me tell you the secrets to this and this and this. We make so much goddamn money, but it's unfortunately against our values to like, cause there's no secret. There's right. no secret to being lovable. There's no secret to being wealthy. There's no secret. It's just do the thing, like do the thing and find what makes you happy and do more of it. And, and you know, get the support that keeps reinforcing that for you. Like mm-hmm. that keeps reinforcing your empowerment, your ability, your greatness, your unique, like personality desires, whatever, like that's it. Like that's when you're lovable, magnetic, 
lit up, yep. blah, blah, blah. Like insert any amazing, wealthy, you know, all the things, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's just so important. I think, you know, as the industry and everything in our world just tends to move toward capitalizing on like someone has the secret. There's some big impending re- reveal. Oh my God. Like we were talking about this before. I just cannot say, it. but it, like with QAnon stuff, it's like, everyone's like getting fucking off on how this, like there'll be this reveal and then it doesn't happen. And then they're like, Oh yeah. Like there's going to be the next reveal of like this big <laughs> secret. And you're like, there's none, but like you're addicted to this idea of a reveal of a secret and it yep. never, because you're, tr- you're like in a trauma response of just wanting someone else to take care of you versus someone to empower you to take fucking care of yourself. Yeah. And, and like just seeing your transformation, that's it. That's all that happened. Not all. Cause I'm not like downplaying it, but like, do you like, but that's a huge part of it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Like, Mm -hmm. because I didn't trust myself and I didn't feel like I could like take care of myself and my own needs there. Right. And so, and I just like really, you know, had to get out of that pattern and that behavior and heal all those pieces around. And that's why you can not only have a seven, almost or multiple seven figure. Um, is that right? No, multiple seven would be 10. You get what I mean. Whatever. Is that not? Yeah. But I guess multi seven seven is like two. Yeah. Okay. It is two million. Yeah. 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 Cause 10 would be eight figure. Yes. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) My brain, my brain short circuited, (laughs) but like, right. To have like an almost multiple seven your business, but not to just build it, but to have it and to keep it and to hold it and to yeah. trust yourself. Like, like that's totally. the work that had to happen. It's not this marketing secret and that algorithm hack and that whatever. It's like the Julia that couldn't get out of bed or whatever, couldn't have held this. And that's the transformation. Totally. Cause I've had all the things happen, right? We have the Instagram deleted. We've had like everything go sideways at different times, but it's like, oh yeah. And like, I can handle that. I'll be fine. There's no like secret way to handle this other than show the fuck up the way that you would like the in yeah. the Julia way. Yeah, exactly. So anything else you want to say just about like surprise mindset things associated with doing profit sharing or like just wisdom from like clients who have done it as well. I think the biggest thing that, um, maybe people don't think about when they think about having to do it. And like one of the things that has been such a beautiful growth edge for me is just how, how much surrender comes with this model because you're surrendering like vast majority of control over your income in some ways. Like I can predict, like I was telling you this when we talked about it, like I can predict my base rate. Like I can know my base rate for next month is like 28,000. But if we're making whatever between like 85 and hundred K <laughs> months, that's such a, a wide chasm to, to make up. And so that I have to surrender a lot. You have to surrender being super attached to your client's results. You have to surrender coaching them from any place. That's not just purely what's best for them and not thinking about like, um, you know, what's, what's going to impact your bottom line. They're like, yeah. there's just so much like release and non-meaning that has to happen. Um, and for me personally, that has been like such a gift, but it's also meant so much self-development and personal work has to go into it. And so sometimes I think it seems like, well, it would just be easy to pick the partnership model because then you just make all this extra cash off of it or whatever. And it's like, yeah, kind of, but like, there are all these, just like with any business model, there's all these other edges you're going to have to work. And so 
I think just not seeing it as like, oh, that would be the easy route or something, but more like, am I ready to like fully embrace surrender? Cause that's what it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Are you open to sharing about like, yeah, how you planned for like to take a maternity leave on a business where like, if you're not working, you're not getting paid to some extent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, you just basically summarized my maternity leave. <laughs> <laughs> and Lacey gets zero dollars and Julia will keep her money for three months and then see what happens. Um, so and then try be- to convince Lacey to have another baby right away. So right. I get another three months. <laughs> just like, just let's crank them out. Um, but so, I mean, yeah, effectively I'm just not getting paid. Like now, because our percentages run a month later, technically I will get paid something for one of the months I'm off and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, like the, the way that I have done it is like the moment basically I found out I was pregnant. I've started putting money aside every month to fund that time for myself and to make sure that my team still gets paid their full, um, amounts that nothing changes for them while I'm gone to make sure like I have the cash that I want coming in. Um, and all of that. And I feel like what's important to say is that I think I could have structured it otherwise. Like, I think it is totally possible that I could have gone yeah, to my totally. clients and said, Hey, we're going to take, you know, like half the month here and half the month here. And we're going to do this. Or I think I could have, you know, built a program that would have sustained me through that time and maybe had other support. Like there weren't no options for me. It's just that like, yeah. I'm really, really, really fortunate to be in a space where I didn't have to do any of that and that it was okay for me to, you know, have that time. And I think like what I really notice that happens is that I'm not even a a mom. Well, I guess I'm a mom now, but you know, like I don't have like a physical baby outside of my uterus yet. So I'm like (laughs) only speaking to a, (laughs) one of those, a real baby. I'm only speaking to this from a certain lens, but I think in the corporate world, there's this idea of like, well, if you're going to have a baby, you're just going to have to take a hit and pay. But I think in our space, there's this other story. That's like, how fucking dare you make less because you had a baby? How dare you not figure that out or automate that? Or like, Mm, and I like, just hate all that nonsense. Like, I'm like, I'm allowed to like, what if God forbid, Oh my God, I need less next year. Right. Like, or even for a month. Right. Right. I think we've all gotten so attached to like, it has to stay the same and look a certain way. And instead being able to model that as you always do so beautifully is like, you did what felt best for you and you're trusting your clients to show up and you're trusting it's all going to work out. And like that again, is like the whole reason why your model works so well is because you bet on yourself and you trust and you surrender and you choose that every single time while still doing like, it was still a smart business move. She's still putting money away and like got the right things in place. It's not like a haphazard thing, but you did it in alignment with your values and trusted that your business model could support that. And I think that's just like such good permission for all the women listening to and anyone else, but like, just you get to do what feels good to you. And, and like, that's what's going to make you love business. Like you would hate yeah. your model if you're like, oh, I have to like, oh my God, I have to have like a nanny for a few hours. So I have to go run this fucking program so that I won't be broke this month or whatever that is. Yep. And I ha- I think like, you know, you have to do the 
work to surrender the idea that like it has to look a certain way or that you have something mm-hmm. to prove. Um, and that's what like I am always checking myself on is like, am I doing this thing because it's best for me or am I doing it because I feel like I have something to prove? And I never, ever, ever want to be doing something in my business because I feel like I have something to prove. Like effectively, I'm not getting paid for about three months next year. Yeah. It is highly a lot of money. probable that I don't make the same amount. No, I'm not like in a negative mindset around that. I think I totally right. possibly could too. Like I'm not uh, super yeah. worried about it either way, but like the point is I, I want to have that option on the table and I want to be okay with that option. And I want to surrender to that. And it's why it probably won't happen. <laughs> yeah. But like, I can't make it mean anything about me other than I had a baby and chose to do what felt best for you and to did do what that. served me. Yeah. 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 So good. I love this. This was so fun. I know. Is there anything else that people okay. are asking that we, t- I think we covered most of on this forever. But, I um, I don't think so. I think like, yeah, like I feel like we covered the part about like, why, why would you stay with me? <laughs> yeah. And if, well, well, and if you guys want some, of, I think the live stream you did in the last week or oh, two yeah, was yeah. more the strat, the strategy the side. Strategy. Did you yeah, yeah. yeah. So if anyone is like, oh, this is really like mindset heavy, the practical side, if you yes. are interested and felt lit up, I think she like taught in the thing. So we can link that in show notes. Yes. Um, but just worth saying too, in case I'm sure there's some people who are like, wow, I didn't even know this was a thing. This could be so interesting, but yes, I talked a lot about like you know, how do we even get this? Do we check clients' books? Do they have to prove it to us? What is it? Oh my God. People ask me all the time. Like, yeah, they're like, oh, so Lacey just trusts you. And I'm like, well, yeah. (laughs) Would you ever not want to trust your clients? Like that would, she would hate her business. And also most of us are business coaches. So it'd be very obvious if all of a sudden we were saying we made huge numbers and she's like, and you paid me three grand. So like, what the fuck's happening over there? Yeah, totally. And I kind of love that part. Like, not that like, I need to be like the integrity police here, but it's, it's beautiful to know that like all my clients are in full integrity because they're reporting it to me and then they're sharing. Like yep. there's not like this big discrepancy where I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Cause they're reporting that to me, but they're saying that like, I don't have that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's so good. I did this like workshop recently, but one of the first things I opened with is like on a scale of one to 10, how much do you trust yourself? How much do you trust your business and how much do you trust other people? And I think you operate at such a high level on all three of those. Whereas when I opened with that, a lot of people were like, oh shit, like I trust myself, but I can see I have this huge gap around trusting other people or trusting my business. And like team can fall into all of those things. But I think that's something that you've really had to lean into. And so for people that have that gap, this also might be a highly stressful model for you. If you're like, oh damn, I'm like a three on trusting other people. Like you might hate this model if you were to do something like this. And then every month you're like, did they, did they do it? Did they like give me the right amount. And like, you're constantly wondering and not trusting your clients. Like, ew, recipe for disgusting disaster. And to be honest, like that's, I don't, I don't know if this makes sense to say, but it's true. I think is that that's just, I think something that's more like innate in me. I don't think I've had to work as hard at that, that, to be honest. So I think like, would this model feel different if I had to work super hard at that? It might, I can't really say for sure that hasn't been yeah. my biggest lesson in this. It's really been more of the like 
surrender and control, like the deeply trusting other people, I think has been pretty present for me most of the time. Yeah. Which is a good thing. Again, if you're like having self-awareness to shift a business model, you want to think about some of these things. And again, some of it only is apparent once you have a gap and you realize whatever, but just wanted to share this whole conversation with you guys. So you can think through some of it and not just go for the shiny object. That's like, Ooh, the new way to make a million dollars is Lacey's profit sharing. It is not a magic secret any more than anything else is. So that's, that's the, and you work the shit out of it for five years. Like she has worked on this for five years, right? Mm -hmm. Two years testing, three years in implementation. And I think that's like, something else that I wanted to say earlier of like, you just always play the long game for yourself and then also hold that for your clients. And you had a good like client story, whatever thing on your IG the other day of like, so what if you only maybe made an extra one, a hundred thousand a month or a year over the last few years, but your take home was so big out of that because you have this model that really works for you versus some of us that are growing really fast. If you're pouring money into ads or you're blowing money on team and coaches and a million different things, yeah, you can scale to these bigger numbers, but what are you taking home? And again, for some people, they might not need profit. It's just fun for them to be like, oh, I generated this and whatever. For some of us, we want profit so we can change the world and do things and invest and take care of our families and get back to our communities and donate and all of those things, right? And so that's something also to think about when you're thinking just like the conversation we're having today around business model and scaling is like, what's the actual profit happening? And Lacey has very high profit margins because she just works the shit out of this one model. Whereas like, you know, someone like me, it's like, I have a, I have hundreds of clients. I have to have a team that can manage hundreds of clients. Lacey's team manages 30 clients. Yeah. Like <laughs> probably not. Even, yeah, like, <laughs> like, whatever. Like, so it's just like, and again, did she, do you want to run a really big team? And are you okay spending thousands on customer service? And all of those different pieces are things to remember as you guys are looking at like the business models. And I know this isn't a conversation we have very often is like really comparing apples to oranges, but it's like getting you to think through the self-awareness pieces and playing the long game. Like don't make a million dollars to make a million dollars, make a million dollars in a way you love that you want to do over and over again. Like okay, so you made a hundred bajillion dollars this year, like some people in the industry, but like, what good is that if you can't do it next year because you're in a hospital or you're burnt out or you now hate it or like whatever it was a trend and like, it's over. And like, what, again, what, what we're really saying here too is like, and what is the quality of your life? Like your profit can dictate some of the quality of your life, your amount of enjoyment can dictate the quality of your life. Like, I think that there is just this trap to fall into where it's like, Oh no, just the amount of money I make dictates my quality of life. And I feel like this is a tangent we don't need to go into right now, but like (laughs) at a certain point, more money doesn't really make that big of a difference in your life. And I know that's such a like privileged ass thing to say, but like, it's true. Like if I made a million this year and I make a million five next year or something, I promise the, the quality of my life and happiness is really not going to change at all. And so that's something relevant to like, there has to be something else driving you at a certain point because the money will at the beginning, but it won't sustain you at all. And like, again, same thing as like you, we could start spending a lot more per month or something based on the money you see us making, but we both know that like, wouldn't really 
impact the day to day. And it also cuts away from the bigger picture things we're trying to do, like invest and give back and redistribute wealth and all of those different things and pay our teams and and whatnot. And so I think it's just important to be able to look look at all of those things. I think like if you had, I'm like, okay, we can make a metric called QOL, quality of life. (laughs) But it's like... And I could just ruin the coaching industry with this shit again, because it's like, first it was like six figures, seven figures, whatever. But the whole point is, is like, if Lacey works less hours, her quality of life would actually go down. She doesn't want to sit around watching TV all day, just some of the evening. Whereas like me too, it's like, there's like a range that I would play in, but we're playing for the quality of life. We're not playing because it like impacts our income. Like there's times where I haven't taken on more clients or programs even though I technically could sneak them in and make a hundred grand. Like we recently had to joke of like, I intentionally didn't pitch a hundred K package or higher to someone very, very like amazing would be my most epic client of all times. Because I was like, I don't know. It just like feels like quality of life right now. Like my schedule is good. I like what's happening here. And, and so just remembering that too. And in all of it, I think it's just a good conversation for us to end this on. Absolutely. Like if that you want it to feel good, the takeaway, like, yes, like, <laughs> that's to feel good. It, pay attention to your quality of life. Pay attention to what feels good. That gets you the money. It's never the other way around. And it makes every dollar worth it. It is. Okay. You can ask, you can watch any celebrity. You can ask any millionaire, any lottery winner. The money's never worth it. If you're not happy and like, just ill, like we don't want that for anyone. So if you're feeling that way or you're trending, or you just want to avoid that, it's like, really takes a heart of like, what makes you feel lit up and excited and turned on? And how do you do more of that and build a business around it and have someone to empower you to do that? Amen. This was so good. And you guys know if you have more questions, yeah, obviously I love and appreciate you. And then some, um, and I can't wait till you live in my closet. One day. Now that everyone knows I'm that's, that's why I capped it at 20 because I was like, if not, I'm going to have to live in Julia's closet and it gets weird. And, no, I'm you're welcome. Other, you're welcome. Other clients over 200 K, <laughs> but we could buy Lacey a shared closet. We our, our money together. Share. One day I'm just going to like transfer you 87,000 and then I'm going to like send you a plane ticket and a picture of my closet and be like, come on this over. Time has come. <laughs> Let's, what if I prepay you for three months? <laughs> oh my God. But, um, I was saying, come find any of us on social media. Mm-hmm. We always, if there's more questions, if you guys just have any like thank yous, appreciations, takeaways, we always love hearing it and engaging with you guys since we're not doing this on a Facebook live. Um, but we wanted to just, you know, bang this out and we can go on and on. So sometimes like when we're doing podcasts, we're like pausing and taking a pee break and whatever else we have to do. And so it's just easier for us to do it in this format, but we love that interaction and that engagement. It's so special to us to know that we're answering your questions. So if there's anything else, you guys know, we'll happily record 500 more podcast episodes, whatever. We got you. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Literally. I would love to hear your thoughts on the podcast, so please leave us a review. Each month, I'll be picking reviewers to give a free session of their own to as a thank you. And remember, sharing is caring. If you know someone who'd benefit from this podcast on their own entrepreneurial journey, please share it with them. What I know we need more of in this world is women living let up lives and running businesses they love and are beautifully compensated for. If you want to hear more stories of women who have gotten 
killer results in their business, plus the mindset, strategy, and execution that got them there, download my free case study series, The Client Files. You'll read about several women's unique journeys to success and exactly how they did it. Plus, you'll be inspired to find the path that fits you. Just go to alituplife.com forward slash clients to sign up.